Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Really happy to have uh, Cade Beaton here tonight. He's a return missionary. We'll get into his story in just a minute. But I pray that God will help direct our discussion and and soften hearts. And uh, hopefully, you'll be uh, taught something tonight. So, Cade, thanks for coming and thanks for having being me here with me. Uh, you were born L- LDS and raised oh. as an active member. I was. I Tell I was. us a little bit about that. <laughs> born in the covenant, and you know. Parents were parents, everybody, cousins, uncles, aunts, everybody, completely staunch LDS. Wow, and uh, pioneer heritage Mm -hmm. and a lot of pride with that, I suppose. I'm related to John Moses Browning, and and we got got definitely a lot of pioneer heritage. So So then you went to primary and uh, seminary, did you? And Mm -hmm. uh, you became a deacon and teacher and all that stuff? Yeah. Any experiences there that, uh, I know you're an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. What was your Eagle project? Remember? <laughs> uh, cutting trees down in Malad, Idaho. <laughs> for you. So, yeah, I had lots of, lots of different experiences. Did, you know, ironic priesthood training encampment, you know, the uh, Sons of Helaman and, wow. you know, all that stuff. I had all those experiences. I went, actually, we moved from Utah to Idaho, so I actually got to go on two different pioneer treks oh. up in up in Wyoming yeah. and they're you know as you probably know they're really uh, spiritual sure. experiences for for the LDS people yeah. so and so you had a strong testimony of the gospel and Joseph Smith and you know it, pro- it took a while I was kind of rebellious in my early you know teens and and even some of my late teens but by your definition or by dad's definition by dad's definition oh, okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, I was I was the guy that would roll up his tie and, you know, use it as a pillow on the pew in <laughs> sacrament meeting, and, you know, and I, a lot of times I'd kind of sleep through seminary. I thought I was a <laughs> hot shot, I guess. You probably weren't the only one that. No, oh no, that, oh so. no. But but you'd consider yourself a oh definitely active definitely felt like you were on your way to to doing all that was required and expected of you, and you turned 19 and. What happens? Well, I had, when I was 19, I didn't know whether or not I wanted to go on a mission or not. So I uh, decided to go to a year of college first. Mm. And pretty soon, my, my, all my high school buddies started dropping off one by one, going, going on missions. And oh. now here I am, all by, kind of all by myself. And, you know, and then uh, Thomas Monson actually gave a talk in general priesthood meeting about the importance of young men going on missions. And that really touched me. And uh, besides the fact that all my friends were <laughs> going, going and, on missions. And your family probably mm-hmm. was encouraging. Oh, and, definitely, yeah. definitely. So I decided I'd better go. And, you know, went to the MTC and started really gaining a, a great testimony of the church. Um, 
I ha I've always had a testimony, but that's when it really started to grow in, in the MTC. It's pretty concentrated mm -hmm. study there in the Missionary Training Center mm -hmm. for anybody that doesn't know the MTC. And was it in Provo there? Yes. That you went, so. mm -hmm. And uh, yes, we went through the MTC and um, everything was going great. We kind of got towards the end of of our training and they gave us a couple free days to kind of just talk about what we wanted or, you know, study what we wanted. and. We had this session, a question session, and some of the other guys in my district brought up questions that I'd never heard of before. I had no idea. They were talking about blacks in the priesthood and how they were denied the priesthood. They were talked about, or they talked about um, polygamy. They talked about the Adam God theory. Wow, some some heavy and stuff. There. It was, you know, to have my whole life to have this testimony, this decently strong testimony and then have it just amplified in the MTC and then all of a sudden at the end of the MTC experience to just boom you know <laughs> kind of whoa what's what are you talking about and so it was it was pretty rough I actually considered uh, going home and just too, really. calling it my was really impactful man oh very yeah. I really really stayed up at night and really thought about it and uh, thought about calling my girlfriend who's now my wife to come and pick me up from wow. the MTC. And, but well, do you think they were trying to do that to prepare you? I mean, you said it was a free day, but was it they were not fighting, or they didn't say, no, don't ask us those questions. Were they, because they knew maybe that you'd run into some of these questions where you, when you'd go out on your mission? Well, it, it was, I don't think it was on the, the teacher's agenda to, okay. to, to teach us that stuff, but it came up because, because somebody in our group was, ex it. was exposed to that. That would know. be hard questions to answer out in mm -hmm. the mission. Where did you go on your mission then? Um, Jacksonville, Florida. I mean, I guess I jumped the punchline. You decided <laughs> to stay with your mission and you went out mm -hmm. to Jacksonville, Florida and, and, and served a good, you know, served a, to your mission. And, Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. went well. Did you yeah. have any questions or problems there? It was it was pretty hard. Um, but towards the beginning of my my mission, the mission president he gave a really uh, good, uh, basically apologetic speech on those kind of questions, the anti Mormon questions, and he gave this elaborate example of you know those questions should be treated as um, a little figurine or a little knickknack, a glass knickknack that goes on a shelf. You, <laughs> you can look at it, but you put it on the shelf and you leave it there and pretty much just ignore it. So, and Whoa. He, yeah, and so he, he did a really good job in the talk. Everything made sense to me. And, you know, I, I figured, well, I do have this testimony of the church and everything, so I'm going to stay. And well, I was going to ask you, you had a testimony then of Joseph and the mm -hmm. Book of Mormon. Definitely. And, and, uh, Definitely. Yeah. And actually it was in my first area, Jessup, Georgia, I actually marked on my missionary calendar, you know, they tell you not to put mark one day off at a time because your mission will take forever. Well, I was one of those guys that did that. <laughs> and uh, actually on the day, on one of the days, um, I actually, I remember my companion was in the shower and I went and hit the scriptures early. And I remember leaning back in my chair and putting my arms up to God. And I, I knew, I knew that the LDS church was, was true. And I actually marked it on my calendar that day as carpe diem. And I was going to, I was going to seize the day and I was going to, I was going to be the best missionary that I could. Wow. And, you know, I, I was, I was convinced. So. Wow. 
I was going to go back to the figurine example because that is interesting. I've heard the being the term being put on the shelf. You mm -hmm. know, these things. Did you ever mention, or did that ever come up with any of the missionaries that heard that, or did you talk about how not odd that is, but how? Or his talk just made enough sense that it was just, that was it. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah, worry about it. Huh? Yeah, I've never really heard anything like that before. And <laughs> it just it just seemed to flow. So yeah, it, it made sense at mm -hmm. the time. Okay, so you come home from your mission and, uh, and your girlfriend's waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've actually met Nicole. Yep, yep, she was, was on the show for a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, so, so you get married. Mm -hmm. Is that the next thing that happens? I guess I shouldn't jump. Pretty much. We, we, uh, we dated a little bit. Yeah. Kind of got to know each other again, you know, because yeah. I was kind of a, a little bit different than when I left, yeah. like most missionaries are. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we got married in the Salt Lake Temple and... And it was it was a difficult thing for her. It was it was it, it's a little a little weird. And I've been through the temple because yeah, I was on my mission. But mission, yeah. but she but yeah. she had some questions about mm -hmm, it and mm -hmm. stuff. So now, I, go ahead. Yeah. So I I always kind of looked at myself as the the stronger one in the relationship, the one that needed to kind of you know give her the the boost every yeah. day. Well, and you're the priesthood holder, mm -hmm, and you're mm -hmm. the you're I'm the big bad return missionary. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, so does life go on fairly normal at this point then, and you start living, living life? Yeah, what, what yeah. What else happens? Living life, and after a couple of years, we, uh, you know, have our first beautiful little baby, Kayla, and yeah. and uh, at this time, my wife starts looking into some stuff because her sister-in-law and her sister-in-law's mother-in-law are looking into some stuff, and. Um, they started. They started reading um, Joseph Smith Rough Stone Rolling by Richard Lyman Bushman. I was just going to say that we had Aubrey on last week, and that's who uh, Cade's talking about is your your sister-in-law, mm -hmm. and they re read this Rough Stone Rolling. Go mm -hmm. ahead. And they just, you know, they they started um, bringing some of this stuff up, and they started, you know, pretty soon. The next thing I knew. Nicole tells me that Aubrey and Brad, they're not going to have their baby blessed in, in the LDS church. And I was irate. I, I could not believe it. And uh, I, I couldn't believe that, well, why can't you at least let the grandpa or some other worthy, worthy LDS priesthood holder do it? Yeah. But they just said, no, we, we don't believe in it anymore, and we're not going to do it. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was, I was irate. And uh, you, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you were judging them, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. Don't we tend to do that as LDS? Anybody that doesn't either fit the mold or doesn't quite, uh, we just we we judge them, don't we? Oh, absolutely. And, and don't and don't feel they're as worthy mm -hmm. as we are. Or, mm -hmm. Even when I was on my mission, I would tell companions that I didn't like Mormon culture because, and you know, the happy Happyville, you know, yeah. Provo. I didn't like that area and you know high concentrations of LDS people because they're so judgmental but I I was probably the worst probably I mean I part of I, it like yeah. I was too you know you you go down to Walmart or wherever <laughs> and you can see somebody with their Mormon smile and yeah. you think and I would think that's a good person yeah he's a good dude and you know you'd see somebody wearing a tank top that's not wearing garments and you think they're either lost or they're a sinner <laughs> Yeah, and that's just kind of the outlook that I had on not looking at their heart at mm -hmm. all. You're not just at all. Looking at their out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, so this must have been an interesting moment, though, when Nicole's sharing this 
story and Aubrey as well. So you're being, again, judgmental, but what, did you just kind of be patient with her? Or? Well, at first I tried to be, but it was really hard because she was, you know, condemning the religion that I loved and that I believed in thoroughly. Um, and, uh, I mean, we had a few arguments here and there and, and eventually, you know, we got, we, it, we broke out into some big arguments and I actually, I'm not a very violent person, but I put a few holes in the walls because I didn't want to hear her anti-Mormon agenda. And, you know, we, we finally had to just say, okay, we won't talk about religion we anymore. We talk religion, mm -hmm. yeah. And that only, you know, in a marriage that doesn't last very long. So inevi inevitably it came up again. And when it did, I, this time I tried to, I tried to listen to her with a understanding attitude versus the argumentative attitude. And I thought, okay, I'll just listen to her where she's coming from. And then after the fact, I'll go and I'll prove her wrong. And I did, I, I listened to her. I listened to the, some of the stuff she was saying and I was really caught off guard on a lot of it. But then... You thought, well, that can't be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no way, there's no I'll way. prove that wrong. Mm -hmm, exactly, that, I've seen nothing but good fruits from this church, there's, this is all lies. And anyway, so I go and start doing some research, I dig into Journal of Discourses, History of the Church, Times and Seasons, you know, the original 1830 Book of Mormon, um, the Book of Commandments, the original Doctrine and Covenants. I start looking into all this stuff and it's undeniable. I mean, it's right there cold hard facts this stuff happened and I basically just had to swallow all my pride and you know <laughs> what, what was happening to your figurines there <laughs> <laughs> they were they were getting pretty shattered so they were falling off one by one but uh that's kind of where it started and then you know we isn't that gut-wrenching though I mean to I mean you went through that I mean, it must have been tough Oh, it was it was very tough. Yeah. It was very tough. Because it's emotional. I mean, it's it's your whole foundation. It's all what we know and believe. But uh, you couldn't deny what you were reading, mm -mm. I guess. Huh? Mm -mm. And it, it's now that I'm finally out. It's a, it's just like a thousand pounds off my shoulders. It's it's amazing. I I you know it, it's I can't even describe it. It's it's just a it's a whole new life. You know it. It's a whole new thought process, isn't it? Mm -hmm. but, I mean, it's it's just beautiful, mm -hmm. and you feel, and the bur the guilt and the burden, yeah. and understanding who Jesus is. Just getting rid of that bondage. You're just you're 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 literally set free, just like Jesus talks about. The truth will set you free, and you know it. <laughs> it was it's it's pretty amazing. So, well, that's an amazing story you've got, Cade. Now, did. Um, uh, Nicole, I guess, were you, were you going to church when she was initially struggling, or were you both going to church? Oh, yeah, we were, we were both going. Church? We started, it's kind of funny, we actually both started kind of falling a little bit less active, but enough to not be considered less active. And some of the ward members started to kind of notice. And the kids came along, too. I mean, Kay, Kay, uh, Kaylee came along, right? And does that, that makes a difference. Right, I think when right. the kids came, there was some... Sundays we probably ended up at mom, mom and dad's uh, mm -hmm. rather than at church. Definitely. But, yeah. So, but, uh, you know, the members, they, they kind of start reaching a little bit out, you know, a hand of fellowship a little bit more because we're starting to kind of fall a little bit less active. You know, we're getting in fights. I mean, there'd be, there'd be a few Sundays where we get all ready for church. We, you know, do my shirt and tie. She gets her dress and makeup <laughs> and all that. 
and we're going down the street and we're about a minute away from the church building, but we're arguing so bad that it's just, because it's such a hectic morning. And it's finally like, okay, turn the car around. We're not, we're not going to church. I, I, can't, I can't do this. We're not going to church today. And that happened a few times just because of the tension in between us and, yeah. and you know. And, you feel like a hypocrite almost. You, go <laughs> in, you know you don't want to take the sacrament yeah, in exactly. that kind of a mode. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now keep going on with your study and, and what you're learning. Is it uh, becoming more clear that Nicole, is it hard for you to say to Nicole, well, maybe you're, maybe you got something here? <laughs> It, it was it was pretty hard to swallow all that yeah. pride, but but I did, yeah. and you know I soon found that this big bad return missionary that was so knowledgeable in the gospel and everything was actually just a baby, and she knew ten times more than I did, <laughs> and uh, you know then just doing some internet searching and stuff, we found Sean McCraney, mm -hmm. and started listening to him, and and just everything was just right on. We're just like. This is awesome. So we started watching him regularly. And, you know, that's kind of that's where we just fell off the deep end. And we were like, okay, we're done. We took our names off the records of the church. Our families are, un they cannot believe it. I was going to ask you about your family. I guess they've had some strong feelings about Oh, definitely. About things, yeah. yeah, it's... Have uh, able to share with them at all? We've tried, but unfortunately, we came to them before we knew too much about the true gospel. We knew enough to know that the Mormon gospel was not true, but we didn't know enough about the true gospel yet. And I think all we did is stir up arguments, stir up bad feelings, and now that nobody... That you may not have had all the answers mm -hmm. to. Right. Yeah. I think I, I made a mistake. I think I, it would have been better for me to bring my kids along with me as I found things that I questioned so that I wasn't hitting them cold and so on, but have any of them been willing to listen at all? There's been a couple, but they get to the point where they don't want to hear anymore. It's kind of a blindness though, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, my, actually, my best, best friend for years and years, we, we were up hunting and, and I kind of started explaining to him what was going on in my life and with the church and how we were going to leave. And, and he, he told me, you know, he listened to a little bit, but after a while he just said, you know what? I'm happy where I'm at. I don't really want to hear anymore. And he said, quote, sometimes ignorance is bliss. And mm. I was, I mean, what do you say to that? You, when, when the glory of God is intelligence, right. the truth will set us free. And isn't that a, a strange statement to make? Mm -hmm. And he's an active member, of course. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Very active. Ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. huh? And a man cannot be saved in ignorance or something, I remember. Right. Oh boy, so how long did this process take then for you to... Well, to, to come out or to kind well, of be born again? Yeah, well, to be, uh, I guess, from, from the time that Nicole, when you first started studying, and was this a long time, and sharing with your family, I mean, was this over several year period or just a few months? It was definitely over a year, probably more like a year and a half, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it, it was a long process, and then, oh, go ahead. No, no, I, just did you mention being born again. I just wanted you to follow up on that. And yeah, and then, it, you, you know, I got to the point where I knew beyond the shadow of a reasonable doubt, and I've always hated when people said that in the Mormon <laughs> church, but I knew beyond the shadow of any reasonable doubt that the Mormon church was absolutely not true. And, but I still didn't have, 
I was just kind of floating. I didn't really have anything to grasp onto. I, I was starting to kind of turn atheist or agnostic. And it is a hazard, isn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. But luckily, my wife, she's kind of a Jesus freak, and <laughs> she's just going to laugh at me for saying that. But, but uh, you know, she always reading the Bible, always reading books from LDS authors, Christian authors, and and uh, I'm not a huge reader, but I but I do go on long drives for work. And so I'd start listening to the Bible and, you know, on audio. Okay. And after, I'm not, I don't even know how many times it took, but, but I'd get a slap just like, wham, you know, this is the true gospel. And then I'd kind of start, you know, drifting off a little bit and then wham, here's the true gospel again. And after a few times of that, on a few long drives to like Casper, Wyoming or wherever, it finally hit me, and I, I just had that undeniable. I, I mean, this is the Holy yeah. Spirit just said, "Okay, this is this is this true. is it." Yeah. And I've just, I mean, my life has just completely turned around. I've, I mean, I used to be, I used to be so judgmental. I'd look at people with tattoos and piercings, and and you know, immodestly dressed, and you know, people that drink alcohol or whatever, and just judge them. I judge them, and I especially gay people. I mean, I could not stand gay people they disgusted me really and i had no love for them whatsoever but now i've completely changed and i i do love them i don't condone what they do but you love them because god loves them absolutely yeah and it's i've just completely changed and that's a promise we have in the bible that you can become a new creature that's the way i feel that i just look at things differently and you just know that uh, God has done all this wonderful work for us and paid for our sins and that we're never good enough to to do anything. One of the things you mentioned, Sean McCraney, I think, um, and one of the things I did appreciate about him as I began listening to him too was that he never said, trust me. It was always trust the Bible and trust God and turn to them for answers. When you were going through this agnostic atheist, little period, and I don't know how long that was. Um, was that tough to kind of bridge that? Because that is a hazard, again, I don't use the word hazard, but that's one of those fallouts from if the church, true church isn't true, then what do we do? You know, what do we believe in? How did you deal with that atheist, agnostic thing? <laughs> you know, I looked into it. I did what the Bible says. I Sometimes I'd stay home from church. My wife's going off to our Alpine Christian church, and I would just stay home and I'd watch a documentary on how we evolved from apes or, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I just wanted to find it. I just was seeking truth in any way I could find it. I don't, I don't care what, what the information is. I just want to find the information and then I will determine whether or not I believe it's true. Was it the Bible then that finally is listening to the tapes and the audio that Mm -hmm. really brought you out? Mm -hmm. Wow. So praise, praise God for that. Now you go to an Alpine church with your family and, and you enjoy that? Is it, I, I know it's different than the Latter-day Saint church. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about those experiences and maybe the first time you went. You know, growing up, we, we'd kind of have a little joke in my family that, uh, you know, don't catch the three-hour flu. I want you in church, you know. Yeah, the three-hour flu. And, uh, and you know, and I'd, I'd catch it occasionally, yeah. quite often actually, but... You know, I, I really, I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to get ready. I didn't want to go and sit through three hours of boring lectures. But 
sometime when, once I left church, then I, you know, I'd start. Yeah, I felt like okay. I'm glad I went. Glad I went. But now it's completely different. I, I wake up Sunday morning. And it's like, yes, we can go to church. We can we can worship. We can go, and uh, you know, it's just it's awesome. I I enjoy going to church now. I never ever thought that I would be a person that enjoyed going to church. <laughs> How do you explain that? Is that amazing? It's different, isn't it? It's definitely very different. Yeah. And how is Jesus different for you? As a missionary, did you feel like you were preaching Jesus or preaching the gospel of Joseph Smith? You know, I sought after Jesus, and I really thought that I had him, but I didn't even know who he was. I Not really, did we? Mm -mm. I mean, we know of him through the yeah. Bible. We know of his Christ-like attributes, like the Preach My Gospel manual has. Right. But But we really don't have that relationship with him and him alone. We, ha we have to put this man in between our relationship and it doesn't work that way. And it never will. Yeah. It doesn't matter what religion. If you put a man in between you and God, you're not going to have a relationship with him. Well, that's perfectly so. said. And to, um, to know that he is God and that he loved us so much that he'd come down here and sacrifice and do that for us, do what he, what we couldn't do for ourselves. Well, you've got just a 30 or 40 seconds. What would you share to the LDS, tell the LDS people? What counsel would you have for them? If we're wrong, if all the critics of the church are wrong, you know, just look into it. Prove it. If, if, if we're wrong, it doesn't matter. It, all you did is you wasted some of your time. If we're right, you've got a lot to lose. So I, I would just say, look into it. You know, J. Reuben Clark says, if we have the truth, it cannot be harmed by investigation. But if we have not the truth, it ought to be harmed. So. Wow, well said. Okay, thanks so much. You're Thank a, you. You're a great young man, and I, I, I'm so grateful that your little family is together, and I know you've got some good support now in, in your Christian walk. I pray your family will will come around. Uh, I'm sure you pray for that as well as, as I do for my family. Thanks for watching tonight. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Music